most famous physical therapist on the internet. Hi folks, I'm Bob Shrub, physical therapist. Brad Heine, physical therapist. Together we have the most famous physical therapists on the internet. In our opinion, of course, Bob. Today we're going to do an interview with a very special person. We're actually going to, I'm going to interview Brad, a Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. So who's a special person yeah. that you're talking about? <laughs> it is you, <laughs> Oh, Bob. So Why, the, Bob? I'm, Why? I'm looking forward to this because, this, you know, I never sit down and really ask you questions like these, and, and, and some of them I know the answer to, but sure. many I don't. Is this like? one of those roasting or no it's not things? a roasting no no you can uh, we're gonna be very kind to you okay and, I appreciate uh, it. also this by the way is on podcast we're kind of kicking off our podcast here we're doing two versions of, of podcasts oh. one where it's just our regular show from youtube yep and this one's gonna be put on youtube also this episode okay but the other one is where we interview experts in some area having to do with health, fitness, or right. pain control. So I don't so fit into that category. You don't fit into that category. You're kind of a hybrid here. So let's get started, Brad. All right. All right. Let's start. I'm, I've been had, nervous about this for oh, the last you week. you be. Shaking. And, I didn't <laughs> sleep last night. All right. Well, you'll get over it. Um, this first one, we have a bunch of questions from Facebook, and I thought we'd start off with those, Brad. Yeah, let's so, uh, talk to the Facebook. Uh, I'd like to know, the person said, both previously as a practicing martial art, so this person practice mar martial arts himself mm -hmm. and and based upon your experience as a PT assuming a person is generally healthy and not training for competition but he, he, he wants to do both strength training and martial arts sure so how intensive should the strength training be for someone who's practicing martial arts oh I, I would say whatever the person is comfortable with um, you need strength with martial arts uh, when you did both, did you do a lot of strength training? No, no I did mostly endurance. I sure. was not too concerned about my strength as a martial artist, although when I was training for my black belt, actually uh, someone who was more, uh, at the time, this was 20, well, 30 years ago, he said, sure. you don't need to get stronger, you need to get, uh, you know, work your speed and this and that. And I sure. thought about that, and I, I kind of agreed, but if you want to get stronger, uh, I don't think you want to get bulkier. Right. It's not a big deal, but if, if you, because martial arts is, I would say, more centered around speed and, and accuracy and uh, So you focus. might want to use the exercise bands. Oh, right. Yeah, you yeah, know, this is like Tom Brady, who's yeah, trying to prepare exercise for Exercise bands would be far superior than weights in the sure. fact that you're going to work your core and you're going to work your balance. And speed. And speed. Yeah. Definitely the uh, resistance bands are going to be more beneficial to make you a faster, a better athlete. Balance is such a crucial aspect of martial arts uh, that you're, you're not going to improve your balance by doing bench press. Right. Maybe squats a little bit, but that intense strengthening uh, probably isn't going to benefit your martial arts near as much. And that's a, that's a controversial thing. Sure. I think someone else may have a different opinion. Yep. Um, I got to ask you this one just because it was funny and, and we have someone that works for us that's into heavy metal, metal music. <laughs> Do you like heavy metal music or at least rock and roll, maybe 70s progressive rock? <laughs> or at well, least rock and roll? Yeah, at least <laughs> rock and roll. Are you at least into that? Well, heavy metal is probably nothing I would turn on and listen to. I might turn it off. matter of <laughs> fact, I probably would turn it off. I know you would turn it off. Especially as I get older. Uh, my even rock and roll, classic rock I like from this 
60s, 70s, 80s, by the time 90s came along, they start not doing You're rock. starting to fade on you. There's no rock and roll past 1990, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it turns into other stuff, but uh, that, sure. that's fine. Noise? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, there's music that I used to really like back in the 80s that I don't like anymore because it's, I don't know, I just, my, my tastes are changing with yeah, age. Yeah, for me, some of it is that if you hear it too many times, too, yeah. you get sick of it. Yeah. Although, yeah. like, you know, Boston, you ever hear that? Group? Yeah, yeah. I still just love, I have to be in the right mood, though. I just love some of that music as much as back in the day when I used to listen to loud music. There we go. You know, crank, I, used, I had Alpine speakers and everything in my car. I spent more money on that back in 1980-something. And I would listen to loud music, Boston and REO Speedway. That was a big thing back then, is to put big speakers in your car. Yeah. I they, had well, the they same. weren't physically big, but oh, they were powerful. I had some big ones in my yeah. car, well, yeah. too. I had a, anyways, but yeah. So I'm, I, I think a lot of people kind of mellow out with age. Sure. <laughs> when it comes to that. All right. Here's another question. Uh, what is your greatest professional joy? My greatest professional joy is uh, someone walking in with a back pain like this and walking out upright with a smile on their face. Well, you're on a podcast here too, Brad, so you got to describe what you were just doing. Yeah, so... Uh, walking someone, in crooked. Yeah, with back pain. They're hunched over slightly to one side. Their face is just pure pain, and they're just absolutely begging for help. You, they don't even have to ask. Right. You, you can see it you in their face. It. And you, you know, get working with them, and... They just think there's no help for them at all. And all of a sudden, you do the right thing, and the light shines in their eyes. And all of a sudden, yep. they're walking out straight, and they think, wow, I can take care of this. You're a miracle worker. Well, even better yet, and you have the same philosophy. You taught the person something there so that they can help take care of right. themselves at home. You have control of your pain. Not me, the therapist, but you do. And I'm going to teach you how to take care of we yourself. We have the same philosophy. Right. Yeah, Brad and I are, we take greater joy in teaching you how to do things than we right. do in, in right. taking away your pain for you. I don't want to be that therapist that yeah. thinks, you have to come back to me. Right. I'll, I'll do this or do that. And then you're going to get better and walk out. Yeah, but I'm you need girl. to come back to me again because I need to do this and do that again. Uh, that's not uh, my, my philosophy. All as, right. as well as Bob's. All right, we're going to move on here, Brad. Oh, um, good. This person was real nice. They said, you cheer me up and give hope. What do you do to cheer yourself up? <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you do, Brad? <laughs> you have a Heineken? I don't know. What did you do? Well, you know, there's so many different flavors of how to cheer a person up, you know. Yeah. At the end of a hard day, I like to sit out on my deck and have a beer and and That's the best things in life. It's just simple listen things. to the birds. You know, I've got my bird feeders out there. On the other hand, going for a nice aggressive bike ride, spending some time with my wife, uh, going out to eat. So she was third on the list. Your wife? Well, no, <laughs> no. I'm low, oh, from the bottom to the top. Oh, there uh, I go. There don't we try go. and get me stuck here. <laughs> She's gonna be watching this. All one, right. You know? But, or uh, listening. Yeah, actually, no. It's uh, family time is really important to me. Uh, having uh, the family together, um, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a priority. Gotcha. You know, 
that's uh, that's above all those other things that are just fun, you know. Just details yep. of life. Uh, so this one, I'm going to ask you this one. How has your life changed since you become the most famous physical therapist on the internet? <laughs> well, not a lot. You My, get recognized sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, I sometimes it's you know it, ha it doesn't happen a lot. Not like with you, I think, because you're six foot. I'm six, tall. I think, yeah, and, and you stick out, and you yeah. Know. Anyways, I've had people say, you look like that guy on the internet. Now, I'll say, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard that from many other people and act like... Like you're not the person. Right, yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I've had people, and you probably have too, in the store ask me problems. So then I have, sure. to, have to treat them right uh, there. I've done that too. And I, I do. I'm, I'm not happy to do it because it's not appropriate yeah, setting. Yeah, it's not appropriate setting. But I don't want to just say... You know, I, it's just not my personality to say, I'm not going to tell you. It's, and, and I'm not on the clock. And without an exam, sometimes it's hard to... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 it's interesting uh, change in life. But mostly the, the, the hours, the flexible hours of work versus being in the clinic from, you know, 8 to 4 or whatever. And then where now, it's doing right. the videos, and then I might at night work at time or early in the morning. Right. The flexibility of work schedule has uh, been the best uh, thing as far as sure. uh, I can appreciate. Um, what sparked your interest in becoming a physical therapist? Oh, my uh, two things. Uh, number one, my brother uh, was a registered nurse, and uh, I didn't think I could work in medical field, but I knew if he could, I could. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> uh, That's a big theme in your life, by the way. What? Well, because I remember you, what you said is you met some doctors when you were teaching martial arts. Right. And you said they seem like regular people to you. It's like if they could go become a doctor, I could become a physical therapist. Exactly. As well as the, the martial arts training. I would, uh, early on in, in my 20s, I hurt my back at work as long as a few other places, motorcycle accident, whatever. I was always doing something to hurt myself. And I, when I went to karate and did stretching, things would always feel better with my body. Sure. And I thought, there's got to be a relationship Magic. between this activity, stretching, and feeling better. I went to a chiropractor, and she said, if karate makes it feel better, go. And I, I liked her because it's like sure. she didn't say come back to me. Right. She said do what works best for you. So less visits to her, more to that. And uh, I thought, well, if this is good, this might be a good way to make a living so I can help other people take care of themselves. Fantastic. Um, did you play any sports when you were younger? Any sports? Yeah. <laughs> How young? <laughs> no, in high school or, you know, elementary school. Well, in elementary school, you didn't have sports back then to speak of. But from seventh grade, I wrestled all the way through high school. Uh, well, wait. Bob, that, I was growing, you know. I started uh, in the 80s, and I was up to 167 by the time I graduated. Oh, really? I didn't think you'd be that high a weight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, actually, I'm, I'm getting down to my high school weight again sure. in the last few years. Um, track, a little bit of cross country, a little bit of football. Dad said no football. That kind of squatted. Sure. Because I really, that was my favorite. Um, but anyways. What did good. you run in track? What events? Half mile. Half mile? No kidding. Uh, that was half mile discus. Do you remember your best time? 214. That's about mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. 
Those yeah, are, that, that was a freshman. It's not very good. I, mean, I, mean, I hate to say that, Brad, but... No, it's I, not. I, it's not. Well, I, but still, times keep getting better. So back right. in the 80s, that was... Or 70s, that was... Yeah, right. Yeah, that was a little better. 78 for me, too, yeah. <laughs> um, I only ran on one leg, Bob. I just hopped. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who was your favorite... Uh, no, I'm sorry. We're Ooh, going to this. Don't be sorry, Do you want to talk about your diet and nutrition plan for triathlon training? Do you, do you have a n nutrition, or do you not really follow anything for for You mean, well, not for specifically for tries? Yeah, you pretty much I keep stick the same with my diet. typical diet, yeah. Um, I do sprints, the short ones. I, I've used, uh, my goal is to do an Ironman, but then I start getting knee joint pain and back issues. And start. So for the audience, can you tell what a sprint is? Uh, yeah, a sprint typically a quarter mile swim, uh, the uh, the bike typically around 15 miles, and they vary from one to the other, and maybe a 5K run. Sure. So it's about an hour, hour and a half, depends on how fast you are. So you don't really need to. Yeah, nutrition is right. If you do an Ironman, nutrition becomes very huge, huge. Right. Um, and actually, for someone like myself, if you're getting real competitive, even that, you want to change your your nutrition. But I was never. Well, at one time I was that competitive, but not anymore. So I just like to eat. Uh, you know. Basically, the low, good food, low carbs, the low processed. Um, no, I like organic. Yeah, not pro. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sourced right. well. The product. Yeah. Right. So, so. nothing really trendy or anything. Just sure. a good basic diet. Gotcha. Um, do you have any advice for new PTs or PTAs entering the job market this year? What Get a, out! Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. What a market no. to end it. I mean, seriously, though, what a trying time. Yeah, right. With COVID-19. Um, but, you know, if you uh, if it's in your heart to help people, to uh, your interest in the, the human body and interest in helping people, you just go for it. You don't worry about, is this the right time to do it? Is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? You cannot predict these things. If it's, yeah. you know, like my dad said uh, to me on his Literally, I was deathbed. You just follow your heart. One of the you know the best advice I ever had, and, and that's what I'd say. If it's if it's in your heart to do it, just run with it, and you'll enjoy it. Something will fall into place. I had no idea I'd be on a YouTube channel right. 25 years ago when I was in PT school. I had no idea I was going to be a PT. I didn't, right. my, my life just jumps around. I don't plan anything. It just it you know everything falls. You into are place. an interesting fellow, Brad. <laughs> I have to admit that. Um, I don't know if you want this one. How do you motivate the unmotivated patient? Oh, it depends on the individual. Their, uh, I guess, you know, their their age and their personality is sure. such an influence. Uh, but always looking for the positive. Uh, this can happen. I've had this happen to a patient in the past. Uh, she worked on these exercises, and now she's doing this. You give and an you example can, to you the patient. You can do the. Yep, you can do the I same see. thing. Uh, but you need to, you know. Follow my instructions, and I'll help and guide you. It, again, I, I don't know if I'm the best coach that way or not. Sometimes, uh, uh, no, you know, I you, think you, you just be a cheerleader. Right, exactly. You know, a big mm, part of the job, isn't it? The right, emotional part sure. of it, the psychological part of it. Um, did any of your children follow in your footsteps? Uh, no, I, I, only ha I have one child and one stepdaughter, one daughter. Right. Uh, my daughter's a, a mechanical engineer. She had absolutely no interest 
in uh, being in the medical field with the exception of building medical equipment. And she's doing really well, by the yeah, way. Really smart girl, yeah. really accomplished. Yeah, yeah. She, she is a valedictorian, and I get to brag a little bit yeah. about her. My stepdaughter, now she followed a little bit. She was an occupational therapist right. assistant. Uh, she got out of that, and now she's uh, working with uh, a cons- uh, counselor. Oh, sure. For uh, actually, for young children all the way through 12th grade. And that still helping people. Challenge, yeah, still helping people. I don't know how she can do it because these people are from challenged homes. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of uh, depression involved. And, you know, when you've got the character and the heart to help that right. population, God bless you. You know, you're a step closer to heaven as far as I'm concerned. Sure. I, I always say I can't do anything from the neck up. You know, when it comes sure. to that part. But, the, you know, the physical therapy part is where I feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, you're better from the neck up than you think. I don't know. So. All right. Um, I think that's most of the Facebook questions. I've got a few for you, too, here. Oh, now. sure. You just <laughs> saved that. No, I, um, I – do you want to talk about martial arts and the role it's played in your life? I mean, I I, I know you, we did a video on why you stopped doing it. But, you know, do you – do you still go back to what you've learned in martial arts and apply it to your life now? Or, or oh, sure, sure. Uh, but actually, that video was a pretty good, uh, went through more than why I stopped it, right. went through the whole thing. Uh, but the title of that was, why I, I think, Why I Stopped Martial Arts. Why I Stopped Martial Arts, Something. right. But, yeah, you know, at, at initially I was 22, 23 years old when I started, simply because I'm an active person. I just moved to a new town, La Crosse, I was working a lot of hours, and I needed an outlet to be physical. Didn't like running. Didn't like uh, any of these other things. Which that is I, weird now yeah. because you like running. Right. Now. I wasn't going to ride bike. I needed something with some activity sure. and excitement. I thought, karate, that's a cool thing to do. Go kick someone in the head or get kicked <laughs> in the head. I'm up for that. <laughs> of course, that doesn't happen. Well, it does by accident. But sure. You don't try to hurt people. At all. Yeah, it, it was, was it way different than you th- expected? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was all these fun people, normal people. Although, I got to admit, martial arts attracts a few people that are out there. Sure. They usually don't last <laughs> long, and you can tell. They're, they're going in there, and they think they're going to convert into this uh, a magical death trap person that can fight their way through anything. And uh, it's just... Yeah, at least for me at the studio I went to, it was go there, get healthy, learn to, uh, you know, self-defense is a part of it. Right. But it's not, that wasn't the biggest part, I think, for most people. Most, that's a secondary thing. Everything else is enjoy the activity, enjoy the people you're with, uh, develop some wonderful friendships that are lifetime friendships. And you actually went on and, like, you even taught martial yeah. arts. Yeah, after and three years I started teaching and I went a total of 17 years so I taught for 14 years, wow. I guess. Wow, awesome. Uh, I got my second degree, and, uh, you know, I was very healthy as far as physically, flexibility-wise. Um, but, again, socially was... Was a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, it was a big part. You go there and talk to your friends. Yeah. Those were your friends. <laughs> Understand completely. Um, how about biking and running? Um, how much do you bike and how much do you run now? I bike like a typical week. I like to bike three days per week. I like to run three days per week. Um, what bike, kind of distances do you usually do? I bike typically 20 miles at about between 20 and 25 miles. 
That takes me, depending on the hills, hour, hour and a half. Um, and running, running, I'd still love to run more, but uh, <laughs> in the last couple of years, injuries, hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, my back uh, definitely took a toll on my running a few years ago. That's slowly getting better. So I would like to run three to five miles three days per week. Lately, it's been one to three miles three days okay. a week. Uh, but we've got good. the mile challenge yeah, coming up. Yeah, people don't know this, but Brad and I are going to take on each other with a with a, a mile challenge. We're each going to run a mile, and and uh, well, we'll talk more about that at yeah. a future date. I have not run a mile for speed in a long time, but I, I did like running five k's and ten k's competitively at local runs, and that was sure. that was fun. I'm not so competitive anymore. Yep, you were fast. Um, yeah, I won some races that I didn't think I would. Yep. Um, what about what is your morning routine when you get up? Well, I wake up, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning I wake up. Good for open you. Open my eyes and just glad I'm alive. <laughs> Go kiss my wife and say, "God, you're beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else you want to provide specifically? I mean, do you do you work out before you eat? Do you? Um... I used to. This has changed because of age. I used to always get up and work out would be the first thing I do. Uh, now I wake up. And in, in the last few years, I'm 57, going to be 58. My body does not respond like it sure. used to. I'm stiffer. It uh, takes a while to get it moving. It does. And so what I do now is I get up and uh, I'll just walk around, go on the computer, check out what's going on with our, our you know, our, our channel. Sure. Um, and then after about a half hour, maybe get something to eat, then I'll do my routine. Oh. Uh, I'll do banding. Oh, you will? Yeah, yeah. How like often, this morning. How often do you do banding? Three days a week. Three days. I a week. like three days. A Every week. three days a week. And I thing. swim three days a week, except for now because of the silly COVID thing going on. So you I got can't a, go to the pool. It's driving me nuts. You got a lot of days. Are there a lot of days where you're doing two workouts? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is typically two. Two workouts. Yeah, banding my resistance training and balance, and then I'll run. Okay. Either la later in the day. Or in the afternoon. So you work out a lot. And then swimming would be the other three days. Swimming and then biking were always at two days if it was a normal year. Or that would be my goal depending on. Swimming or biking? No, so swimming in the morning, biking oh, in the so afternoon. You, had, you did a, a double workouts all week long. Was that by? By, 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 by <laughs> BID. BID. Yeah, there you go. medically speaking, I did yeah. BID workouts. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that means twice a day. I think it's good for people to know that because um, uh, not this about me, about me, but I work out twice a day too. Yeah. So it takes a lot to stay in really good shape. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 yep. And it's uh, it, it's like eating. You know, you want to eat and you want to work out. And I always love to work out outside much better than inside. Yeah, me too, yeah. without a doubt. Um, you want to talk about your mechanical background? Um, you you are very blessed in that area, Brad. You're very uh, mechanical. Yeah, and, like, uh, like we said, it's either a blessing or a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was my first career um, out of high school. Well, through growing up, I was always... Uh, tinkering? Tinkering around, had motorcycles, uh, worked on motorcycles and cars uh, just because they keep them running, you know, and uh, didn't know what to do after yeah, high Back school. in those days, it was unusual for people to work on cars. Right, now, yeah. Now the backyard mechanic was, right. was the norm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but anyways, after high school, I, I went to uh, 
school to work in industry and repair industrial equipment. How much schooling was that? Two years. It was two years? Right. Wow. Right. You've done uh, a lot of schooling. Yeah, a lot of machine shop. Uh, you had to do everything. Uh, work on a machine shop. You had an auto weld. You knew how to work with electrical stuff. A real broad field. And then I uh, went into a, a more specific electric motor, electrical mechanical field. So I was always working on electrical equipment and mechanical equipment because electric motors are mechanical. Sure. Um, and did that for about a little less than 10 years. Part owner of a business, worked uh, long hours. Um, so I burnt myself out of uh, that career working. Uh, we were 24-hour service, very small, so we didn't have shifts. You just worked until you had to make the customer happy. You start, were starting a business. I was part owner of the business. Little time off. Right. Either. There was, you know, 40 hours a week never existed. Wow. It was five days, oftentimes six days. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get a business going. And the people I worked with, my partners, very aggressive people. And, uh, you know, listen to Zig Ziglar and sure. go, 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 you know. Sure. And we're sure. full of energy. And I decided I don't think I can live the rest of my life this way. And I just wanted to go, I wanted to go to college and see if I could experience that. There's a lot of other things that, in the big picture of life, uh, what do you want to do? And I thought, I do want to experiment with another adventure in life. So. And I, this, I think it's a good time to bring this up, Brad. I mean, this is amazing to me. What age were you when you went back to college? 20, was about 29. So uh, for those of you who are not in the you know, graduate field here, um, these are very difficult programs. Like physical therapy, very difficult. I was Competitive. 20. Very competitive mm -hmm. and very difficult to complete. And, and to me, if you're older, your memory's not as good. I mean, <laughs> it's already starting to fade at 29. I mean, it's not as sharp as you were when you're 23, sure, 24. Right. And I, I know we had an elder person in our class, an older person, yep. and he was 29, but he was, uh, had a PhD in something already. Sure. And so, I'm sorry, he wasn't in my class. He was in a later class. But he... He said, I just can't keep up with the kids. You know yeah. what I mean? And so for you to come back and do that really is amazing. I well, mean, it was definitely a challenge. And the, the thing that helped me out the most was I really didn't know what I was getting myself sure. into. I just made up my mind that I was going to do it. And, and, I, and that's the kind of person I am. If I make up my mind, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to do it and don't worry about the other stuff. Just sure. focus, focus, focus. And uh, because if I knew that I had to get all these A's in these classes I knew nothing about because I didn't take any college prep classes in, sure. in high school. I thought I would have been like, oh, this is too much, but I didn't know that. So, you know, blind, right. blinders can really be helpful. It can be. It can be <laughs> helpful. Life. Um, so I just went through it, and uh, I was very fortunate to get good enough grades and then to get accepted in the school, in the PT school. Just really amazing story. Uh, the other thing is th this whole mechanical background explains to me a little bit what why I see t what I see today. You know, if there's anything that needs fixing, I can go to Brad and ask him. I mean, electrical, mechanical. I mean, you always know something about it. Well, and I'm I, I'm re remodeling my third home. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's done that. He's just one of those guys. He knows some about everything. At least he pretends he does. Eh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, it's really, it's one of those he things. He does. That, uh, master, well, how's that thing? Yeah, master of none. And, yeah, and jack of all trades, trades, master of none. none. And that, yeah. you know, that's true. I can, I can weld, I can do electrical, plumbing, uh, build things, but I'm not really good at any of them, but good enough to make things work. <laughs> well, and on the other side of this, you know, we together, 
Brad like 95% and me 5%, well, we've come up with new products. And yeah. you've been, Brad is just over and over again. I, I always, we, we'll run into a, uh, a problem right. and, and we'll get stalled out. And I'm like, I always say to Brad, you're going to figure it out. You're a clever guy. <laughs> and he does. He always figures it out. He always figures out a solution on, on, on how we're going to fix this. And we, we've run into this many times. Sure. I mean, the knee glide, there was many problems. Yeah, that was, um, if you look at it, it's like, that's an easy piece of equipment to work, to build. But boy, we had so many roadblocks with that. But, oh, uh, always, again and again. But and it wasn't just me, Bob. It was you, our designer. Everyone was chipping in ideas. Yeah, it wouldn't happen without you. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, you came up with the original idea, too. And the knee glide is a, a device you can use uh, after you've had a knee replacement right. and actually any knee surgery, and it's just really simple. Yeah, it works but, very well. But, again, it was very complicated to, to design. And you just designed a pull-up system, a pull-up uh, system that we're going to be coming out with, but that right. was very clever, too. Yeah, that was – but, you know, that, that was uh, with your – uh, diligence of saying after I made like three or four pull-up bars, I was so proud of, and Bob just kept saying, "Nope, it's not good <laughs> enough. We got to make it more simple. It costs too much to build." I'm the Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm the Steve Jobs. I just keep telling the other, "No, it's not good enough." And, uh, he, and, he, yeah. and he, he's the person that does all the work. Yeah. So. so, anyways, I'm always up for a challenge. Yeah. Well done. Um, so, just a couple more questions here. Um, do you have anybody, do you have any mentors? Do you have any mentors in your life that, that, that followed you or guided you, that you followed or that guided you? Um, well, that's a good question, Bob, because I think uh, I don't, I don't know. I, the people I've worked with, you know, uh, even in high school, I worked with, uh, I worked for a painter. He was a real perfectionist. Everything sure. had to be done so. Uh, and well, liked, that brings up Brad. Brad's an excellent painter. So, yeah, whatever. you know what? No, he is. He he knows painting. Yeah, but don't ask me to do it. I yeah, had yeah, to do some. I had to do some this weekend at home. Sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, so you know that kind of set a path for me to if you're going to do something, do it right. And then when I went into business as electric in the electric motor business, uh, the people I worked with were very uh, particular about things and do the job, do it right. Otherwise, don't do it. Um, so. And I didn't mentor or anything, but I was influenced by these sure. characters as well as Bob. And then I meet Bob, and he's so laid back, and things just kind of fall into place. It was a complete <laughs> different atmosphere Style. from the previous people. Right. So it's right. been a wonderful uh, way to experience life from uh, one side to the other. Um, yeah. And they're both good. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the best from both, I think, right. is, is what you're doing. But and. and as far as uh, the only individual that I really is uh, a character or a person that you I, you I, admired or? I really admired in a professional or a, a sense that this person did exactly what he loved. He didn't care about anything but doing his uh, inventions um, was Nicole T Nicola Testa. Tesla. Tesla, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Nicola uh, Nicholas. I don't know. If it's Anyways, a, Tesla, but everyone Tesla. thinks it's a car or a band right. or something. But if you ever read his book on his life, the guy's absolute genius. He's up there with the realms of Einstein, literally. No, he was actually, I think Edison was even jealous of oh, him, I believe. Nicole, uh, Tesla just walked all yeah, over Yeah, Edison. he did. As yeah. matter of fact, Tesla couldn't work with him anymore because right. he's so far ahead. That's what literally. I heard too. That's what I heard too. Yeah, uh, um, Edison was wanted to do DC. My right. God, DC is like 
it has it has a place, but Tesla was doing AC, AC. and three-phase AC, my gosh. But anyways, he did what he loved. He didn't care if he got paid for it. He just, he was so enthralled with what he loved to do, and, and that was his life. So if you can do something you really love without uh, having the thrills of uh, money and everything else, you know you're... You're spot on. You're in the right area. Right. You know, and so I think I'll he died wonder, a poor person, actually. I want to read a book on Tesla now, now that you've said that. <laughs> I want to, I mean, you've, you've inspired me to want to check out a book on it. Yeah, the, the guy was just uh, amazing. So, a little weird, though. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's all that genius always, there's that part of it, isn't it? There's yeah, all. Uh, well, Brad, thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. Well, we got, ten, we got four more minutes. Well, what Come do you want to do? No, is there I'm anything just, else I'm you want to kidding. talk about? No. I know, seriously, is there anything that we missed <laughs> that we should talk about? Um, anything? Someone's nope. asked, has fame gotten to your head? Has what? Fame gotten to your head. Oh, no, I don't think so. I, I like to keep a low profile <laughs> <laughs> on keep the camera. On, keep it on the down low. Nope, I, I just will finish off with, uh, you know, Julie, if you're watching this, you're, you're, the, you're the love of my life, and I love you dearly, and my children as well, and grandchildren. So uh, we'll see how, how things go with the rest of this crew here. <laughs> how things fall into place with our life. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Adios.